We did it. We we did, we, oh we, we finished out a whole campaign. A I'm whole emotionally campaign drained art. from it. Really? Yeah. Good. Good. Good or bad? Good in a good way. Oh, okay. Okay. So I I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but we started this game. Uh, oh, hi. I'm Dylan. Dylan Bemisterfer, dungeon master for this crazy shit that you probably didn't listen to. No, you listened to it. I know I did. I know we did. <laughs> and I'm Nathan. Hi, I played Thalia in our, I guess, campaign one. Yeah. Or like season one of our show. Season one is what um, I'm going to go through and, and do it. And then when we when we come, because we're going to come back a month after this. And uh, it's a whole new storyline. Yeah. And the yeah. only returning character is Celine. Celine and Matthew. Well, they're <laughs> to, to, te- to tease it in. Uh, and I, I picked a cup. For this occasion, it's oh, a cute. it's a pirate ship. It's a little clipper, um, for my my red beverage of choice. Um, uh, there will be there will be characters from season one that will come back in season two. Is it Boda? No, <laughs> it's not unless you guys are like we gotta get back up to the island of Murricane. You know what we need to do? Go see if this fishmonger is okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a, I feel like I have a good jumping off point to all of this. What do you mean? Like oh, this. this, what we're doing here yeah. on this couch. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, well, I didn't really play D&D before this. I had played one one shot with you and Karina and her brother and then all of our friend BJ. Yeah. But that was the only exposure to D&D. And then you... So then I moved in with Dylan and Karina over the past year, year and a half. And Dylan would play every week. And then he would come down the next day. And I'd be like, what happened? And it was so interesting to me that I was like, oh, you're making this story. And like, what I really like about D&D now that I've played it is like, it's this story that you kind of pretty much get to dictate within like the realm of like... Yes, this can be a goal that you want as long as like the dice rolls go and like you're you're kind of smart about it. It can go the way you want it to narratively, but you can't look up a spoiler to it. Yeah. That's what I really like. Cause if this had already if this had been a show, I would have looked up the ending to it. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. Um, so I remember coming to Dylan because I had started a podcast and then Karina did a podcast and then Dylan came to us and was like, I really want to do a podcast with the two of you playing D&D together. And we liked the idea and we weren't against it. And I'm really glad it wasn't one of those ideas where we said, let's do it. And then it never happened. And one day you just came to us and you were like, hey, let's actually do it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm off tomorrow. So let's do it tonight. And we knew Killian wasn't going to, your son wasn't going to be in the house. So. Yeah. I was like, let's do it tonight. Let's create a character. And then I, I remember, remember the original concept of Thalia was she was going to, I wanted to play a kid. Yeah. I knew that. I wanted to play a young kid who went on an adventure, but I was really worried about, because we had talked about like, if you start, you're going to start level one yeah and i was like i don't want her to just instantly die yeah and so i was like 
I came to you later that afternoon and I was like, I have a weird concept, but it would have to be like a homebrew item that you allow me to do. And originally Thalia was six, (laughs) which was wild. (laughs) Which, no. (laughs) And then, but my my OG idea was to have her have a stuffed animal Mm -hmm. that she threw into a pocket dimension and then like barrel came out instead. And I was like, I don't like the like, I didn't like the idea of like switching places with something. Like I wanted the teddy bear to be the thing. Yeah. And not just like a, okay, I like, now a bear's here. And then you, I kind of sent you, (laughs) I kind of sent you a very rough outline of my backstory. And then you were like, what if it was like this? And then you came up with the necklace and I was like, that's it. That's that's my character. So Boom. yeah. No, I it I've I've played a lot. I've played a lot of D D. I've read about a lot of people playing D D. I've watched a lot of people play D D. I've never seen somebody play a 12-year-old before. And it honestly scared the shit out of me that like because my my whole thing is always about I want to tell honest, honest stories in a fantasy setting. I want mm-hmm. there to be the realism of like real shit happening just adds to the effect that like fantasy can bring. Yeah. And so like taking a 12 year old and being like, OK, you're 12. You haven't. You've literally been sheltered your entire life, mm-hmm. never left your village. And like the first place you go to is the Gotham city of port cities. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I want. And I, I think over the course of the story, like without even like, cause like I tried not to mention it, but like until the very end where I was like, do you feel like she's grown? Cause like I have seen Thalia the way you played her from like bright and bubbly and excited and mm-hmm. looking forward to things to hurt. Uh, like you went through like all these different stages of like, you got hurt by stuff. You were knocked unconscious several times. Yeah. I don't think you ever actually died. I never actually died. I fell to death saving throws twice. Once was when we were fighting the sirens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once was with, Josephine. Yeah. Um, that was the only other time. And I remember you were you had told me you're like, I'm kind of wary about the 12-year-old-ness of it all. And I was like, and I was kind of like you. I never wanted anything while I wanted her to survive and I wanted her to like have her story and it be legitimate and it not be I made it to the end because I forced you to let me get to the right. end. And those moments where she Fell, like, fell to death saving throws were honest and the me coming out of them were also honest moments and not just, oh, Nathan's character is down, let's like make sure we save him. Right. Uh, I also remember I was like, I don't want her to leave if she doesn't have a reason to. Yeah. And like, that was why I took my dad out of the equation in the backstory and that's why... I was like, my mom's not here. My dad's not here. Yeah. I am alone. So there's nothing holding. There's no outside force greater than me saying you can't go. Right. So, yeah. It, 
I I wanted to watch this character like go really go out on their own take on challenges and slowly but surely and by the end of it I think she really did kind of say like I know what I'm doing yeah I'm and I think you even said it to your mom at one point it's like hey I'm I've been by myself for a minute now yeah I've I've done things you don't even know about yeah it was a weird that was a weird moment I also remember it's it's not an episode we posted because we had decided to actually record it like three sessions in but More the, than that, I think it was like six or seven. Oh. Yeah. Well, the first fight me and Celine had as a group, we fought like three goblins and a... Bugbear. Yeah. And I remember, I was like, this little girl has never had this fight before. Yeah. She knows magic, she knows how to use it, because her mom taught her, but she's never had to like actively apply that to life. And I remember you were like, okay, the battle's over. What do you do? And I was like, Thalia vomits. Yeah. Like she, she does not like that. I felt like that was an honest response to like, I just watched a bear decapitate something. Yeah. In front of me. And it's not a video game where it just like disappears. Like that body was still there. Yeah. And y'all just kind of kept, <laughs> I think you actually did throw the bodies like into the woods. Like you watched Celine do it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. And then it got, it did get to the point where I told my mom, because it's that weird thing where it's like, not only was there a time displacement due to like her being in the Feywild, but I mean, that was a big part of it. Like she thought she had been gone for a very short amount of time. And I was like, it's been a month and I've been all over the coast at this point. Yeah. Without you and without dad. And I have met a goddess, fought the like fought X amount of things, watched a man die. Like, yeah. I am not, I'm clearly, like, not truly the not person. the 12-year-old yeah. you loved. Yeah. And that's why I, I like, I, I came to you about the whole birthday thing mm -hmm. months ago. And I was just like, when is her birthday? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, soon? And I was like, I bet. Because I always had this idea that, like, the, the symbolism of a birthday would cemented the idea that the Thalia that Celine met on the street or on the little like, like um, just like meadow pass yeah. was it's your birthday because your birthday was also the day you killed a God and the day your father died. It was kind of like the ushering in of you are a young adult now. Yeah. Like it was just like a, was there ever a different idea for my birthday? Because I was always afraid. Not afraid. I was, we hadn't, we had talked about her birthday being important. Mm -hmm. And the, what actually happened, like the, the shadow version of me maturing into something that could help a god break out of the shadow fell was incredible, but I didn't know. I felt like, I was afraid we were going to be like, on a boat and I was going to turn 13 and then like some magic thing was going to happen. And like, I, I don't even have like an idea for it, but I thought it was going to be like bad at, at the, there was, there was a period where cause the, the story kind of like vomited. It was like exposition and backstory, like coming out yeah. uh, other 
other like your mother's backstory, Josephine's backstory, Shanti's backstory, all in like the last eight sessions just kind of vomited out mm-hmm. in pieces. Um, and from from the jump, I always had the idea that because I love Kingdom Hearts and shit, like it, I was like, Thalia would be a fun character to have a shadow self of. Mm-hmm. It would be fun to to do that. And it there were points to where like I did think about being on the ship and you not realizing it was your birthday. Mm-hmm. And like something was just happening. But then I was like, but if she's alone, she wouldn't know it was like she might have just forgotten it was her birthday because time is weird and irrelevant yeah and like failure and never mentioned in game like keeping up with like what day it was yeah but it would make sense that shanti would know when your birthday was or your mom or maybe even josephine but ultimately i was like yeah no, no no that is like a final final set of things for your birthday to like be like the final piece of it like the ending of the story yeah um there was a time where i wanted the the shadow version to like you'd have combats with them in your dreams okay and like moments of just like what have i been fighting or like bleed like kind of bleeding it in and by the time that i was like oh i should have been doing that we were a little bit it was a little bit too soon or um, too, we late. Too, too late in the game. Yeah. And I was starting to plug in the like you and your father's dreams, like you gotcha. watching him. So I was like, <clears throat> I can't, I don't want to do too much because with the father dreams, I really wanted it to be like, I wanted to give it, I wanted Nathan and Thalia to be like, Oh, I'm just going through these portals, watching a memory. And like, I was like, I, whether if your father died in the end or not, yeah, I wanted your father to be like, hey, I knew you were there. Yeah, I really liked, I, we kind of agreed off, off stream or whatever, that my story was going to end before Celine's. And I, I, Going into it, there was no time limit on my story, and you had kind of set it up where it was like, you can get to it when you want to, and then it kind of just, like, went that direction of, okay, now we need to address it. And we were so deep into it by the time that we started seeing my dad in dreams that I was like, is this... for the Because I love being emotionally manipulated by stories and shows and stuff. I was like, is this enough of a setup? For my dad, when we haven't really ever talked about him before. Like, I knew about him, and there was some stuff that, like, I had never... Like, Karina knew because she was sitting at the table, but her character didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, is this enough for, like, an emotional release with, like, only these few little moments with him? Yeah. And it was. And it was so... I was never worried about it, but I was... It was so interesting that we saw so little of him and it still hit as hard as it did i i am a big like fan of like watching shows or anything anytime like it's it's, especially like anime Mm -hmm. anytime 
you start getting like heavy backstory on like one character. You're like something's something bad is about to happen. And with your dad, I was like, we haven't seen him. And it's either going to be your mom dying in the end or yeah. your dad dying. That was my question. If if it switched back and forth at, to you at any point. It did. Yeah. Um, back and forth. And I... Narratively, I wanted your dad to die. Okay. Um, just because I... I felt like it just... Looking at it realistically, mm-hmm. he was already sick. Yeah. The only thing that was going to be able to get him better was the Sunbury. The only thing to kill a god was a Sunbury. Yeah. And it was just like, if if someone's going to go, it's going to be me. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to you like last week and it was, well, it was, be- no, it was before we had the battle, the final battle. And you were like, well, how do you feel about it? And I really just kind of laid it out to you where I was like, it doesn't make, s-. I was like, I know it's going to be someone close to me. I know it's not going to be Celine because she's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. She's got that good plot armor. Um, it wouldn't make sense for it to be Josephine because we truly didn't know anything about her. Yeah. So like the emotional, the emotional punch wasn't there. And then I was like, the more I think about it, because I, until like the final battle, I thought it was going to be my mom. Yeah. And I was like, it just doesn't make sense with like, how much power we've set her up to have mm-hmm. as strong as she is even next to my dad it didn't make sense for her to be the one to go when she has what seemed like so many buffs like just power wise just yeah. like on the sheet to protect her from that yeah i just i felt like her death would have been dishonest to like the story we were telling yeah, and that that's why when you talked to Strawbeard about it at the end, Strawbeard was like, he was a sick human. Yeah. At the end of it all, at the very end of it, yeah. there's only so much a body can do. I think that is the biggest surprise to me and Karina, because we've now talked about it twice, Um, that my dad actually died. Like, our whole concept was... As it was happening, we kind of thought the same thing of like, okay, cool, we're going to use the Sunbury. It sucks Mm -hmm. that it's not going to cure him, but we'll use it and we'll defeat him and we will have whatever time we have with my dad. And it was like, no, actually, he's just gone. And we were like, me and Karina both thought that we're like, we will have three months with him. Yeah. And that would have been also another great reason for Thalia to be like, I can't go. Yeah. So. It, I, you know, I've dealt with a lot of long, in in my personal life, a lot of long drawn out death Mm -hmm. and a lot of sudden death. And it, just getting back to the realism thing, it's just one of those like, you can't have everything all the time. Yeah. And it was something that your dad had said to you before, like he went off and like did his thing is like, we only get the things that we get while we have them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and that's why, that's why the dreams that like you watched him through and, and, you know, you being like this eight year old version of yourself was so important to me to thread in. Mm hmm through the portals in the Feywild 
because you were a dreams druid. Mm-hmm. And so accessing those dreams was kind of like heightened as you moved through the Feywild and getting to like watch these moments that you were technically a part of, but were just kind of a voyeur on. And then Josephine being like, hey, I am a dreams druid too. Let me help you. Yeah. And kind of putting you into like, because when you, you, the Revivify did work. Yeah. But it resuscitated him enough, long enough to just have that final dream. Yeah. That final like in between limbo that you got to step into and actually say goodbye to a character that maybe said 60 words. Yeah. Out of six and a half, out, out of, no, out of 10 months of of playing. Yeah. 60 words. It was so crazy. And I felt, it was a weird feeling because it, it was very emotional. It's weird for me to like, be vulnerable. And especially in like moments of like, oh, like what was happening? He was dying. And like, I I wanted to make sure there was a lot going on in that episode, obviously, but like, I wanted to make sure that like it served the story. It served what I expected from the story. And it just, it turned into this moment of like, what would I say? Obviously like, what would I say? But like, it was just like, I wanted to make sure Like, at one point, I was like, do you want me to tell mom anything? And he's like, you don't have to worry about that. Or, like, she already knows. And I was just like, well, then I don't know what else to say. Because, like, you don't want them to see you sad. But also, it's, like, a fucking sad moment. So, it's what I said in the... I I get exactly what you're saying. It's it's what I said in the, the epilogue episode. It's like, there's a sadness that hangs in the air. And everyone's quiet and just there is a solidarity in the sadness that everyone is a part of. Everyone knows it's sad. It's not good, but there's a camaraderie in the loss. I was in that moment, very surprised. I understand that it was a moment between me and my dad. I was very surprised that my mom didn't get to have, was not there. I'm, they had their moment. They did. Yeah, but I was also surprised that, like, we weren't there, like, together. But the image, like, my image of that moment was just, like, a back shot of them in the forest, like, on an overturned tree, just, like, sitting together. Yeah. That's, like, how that ended in my head. There is a note on my computer that that's the last shot. Yeah. Like, I wrote it about two and a half months before we were done, I was like, yeah, that's how I would like it to go. And I don't, I'm there. I always have a way I want things to go, Mm -hmm. but if the dice don't go that way, if the players don't go that way, I murder my darlings. Yeah. Every session. Like it, things never very, very rarely do things go how I think they're going to go. And yeah. I've th- been playing this game long enough to be completely cool with that. 
just this time I was like, I think this is how it's going to go down. And almost beat for beat, I clocked it. And I was like, wow, fuck yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, were there anything over the course of the entire campaign, not just like the end, but the end is where it's the freshest in our mind. But yeah. is there anything that just like absolutely like took you for a left turn that we decided to do? Um, I mean, I feel like sometimes we were pretty open about like, hey, next week we're going to try this. I, I always... I always try to check in. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thing that I see dungeon masters not doing, just never checking in with players in between sessions. Like, hey, how does your character feel about the things that happened? Mm-hmm. What are they thinking about doing next? It's such a simple question. It's like, hey, where's Thalia's head at? on not going through the portal because Strawbeard was there. Where's Thalia's head at? Because she had the thing she wanted right in front of her. Why didn't she go? Strawbeard, and she felt like she wasn't ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Cool. What's Thalia thinking about doing next? It's it's always, what's your character thinking about doing? So I, very, I don't think you guys ever did anything that threw me too far for a loop was casting hold person on my parents oh yes that <laughs> that that threw me and your mom like if i had fucking remembered i had luck i could have made her re-roll her save yeah but i it's it's very i'm always on the edge of my seat waiting for shit to happen so i don't know about anything that really caught me off guard mm-hmm. um I'm just always like with especially with you two, everything feels off guard. Fair. Ev- everything feels like because I've said it before, other games I've played, I play, I, I run rather, don't play, but I run. Mm-hmm. I'll make out a page worth of like bullet points on the things that I kind of foresee as possibilities happening. Other games will get through the first two of ten bullet points. And I'm like, cool. I've got session prep for the next little bit. Yeah. With you guys, it's usually Thalia wants to go back to the thing and take a long rest. I'll have Josephine show up there. Mm -hmm. And I can't figure out what we're going to do because it's just like, we really have to fly by the seat of our pants with y'all two. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's what's going to happen is just going to be organic at the table. It's so hard for me sometimes to be like, like when I refused to fight a mythical beast on an Island and I was like, here's your dead, here's your dead child. back." Which it's like, Nathan, it will kill you. (laughs) Which that was such a hard thing. Cause I was like, it was so close to what I was supposed to do. It really was, but I was like, fuck. And it's like, okay, Dylan. It was in the neighborhood on the wrong street. Literally. You were, <laughs> it's one of those like really big cul-de-sacs where like everything looks alike. Yeah. And you're just like, shit, you are just on the wrong street. Yeah. We are going to kill you. Yeah. It the worst neighborhood, really. It was it. Because I was just like, yeah, no, I I see what you're doing. I love it. I even rolled behind the table and it was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nope. This thing is going to kill you. Um, but would 
would you like to look at the, yes. the... I also, while I look at this, I need to know what your three options of ending were. Because uh, you said you had three different yeah, ways th- you thought th- it could th- go. Three different things that I thought it could go. I thought it could go... Uh, um, if a couple of hits had landed on your mom, she could have died outright. Uh, from I, I saw there being like an extra death. So the main one was either your mom dying or your father dying. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like option one. Um, option two was like something happening and the sunberry not being used. Really? Yeah. The like somebody st- like your whole person I thought might have done it. Uh-huh. Like gotten the whole the sunberry like they didn't kill the jellyfish smiley face. Yes. Um <laughs> that happened pre-stream. Um I I thought that there could have been a way. Then you would have you would have killed the darkness and the darkness would have died and then with most like gods or like high-level beings and whatnot, when you kill them, they come back because they're not... Right. They're not truly dead. The Sunberry was one of the very few things that could actually end it, get rid of all of its power and everything. Okay. Right. Um, And then the third option, I can't remember what I had for a third option. It had something to do with Josephine, but at this moment, I cannot remember what it was. That's fine. Yeah, as you as you flip through, mostly this just becomes me writing down all the initiative orders and like uh stuff like that. But no, ultimately I I I've never I've never ran a game all the way through for like a character honestly. Like taking a character from level cuz you went from level 1 to level 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've Karina's character right now is level 11 and that is the highest level character I've run for. Um, And with this season two that we're going to pick back up on, I see... I see this story going to like at least 18. Yes. So, because you'll have a new character which we'll also dip into and do storyline and whatnot on as well and... Celine's character, I I really enjoyed getting to starting things off and kind of threading in a lot of Celine as the, I'm going to air quote, main character. Yeah. Because you were just kind of there and kind of along. And as you got to Fort Kent, things kind of like, the face shit kind of like got wound in. And then it was like, it's time to find my mom. And Josephine showing up. Yeah. And then getting out. And, you know, it's, we, we've left, we've left a lot of, we've left a lot of fun stuff that is Celine centered that hasn't like been gotten to. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think there would be anything too crazy in here. Um, lots of, everyone's been asleep a week. Dad's been sick two weeks. Mom left a week ago. <laughs> like quick little notes on the first page. Um, but you know, we we left. We don't know if Mr. Carlon's dead. We don't know if Tobias and Lamara are dead. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know where Diane's at. Diana. Diana's at. Uh huh. We don't know 
you know, we, much like a Marvel movie, we didn't see a body for Carter Penn. Um, <laughs> I will not have you ruin that memory. I will not have it. I won't. <laughs> um, we, you know, there, we, we don't know if, uh, oh God, what's his name? But what's his name? The the NPC that everybody Coop hated. Coop. Thank Coop. you. Uh, I hope Coop is dead. He, which I fucking loved about our party. We literally, and I know like this is a common thread, but we, I think he was the only NPC we just did not fall for. He, he was inter- and he was supposed to just be like this sweet little like Nordic dude that yeah. just like shows up and. It was he was introduced at the worst possible moment, and what oh, was, was this? This was the hut that Celine destroyed, oh, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. this this campaign tested my marriage in in ways. Um, <laughs> I look after after the ship was stolen. Krina's like, I rolled to see if I trusted them, and I'm like, you did, but then you were gone for four days, and a dude came up and was like, I've got a lot of money, yeah, and I want this ship. I've got things to go do. Yeah. And they went bet and left. And I looked at Nathan after it was over. I was like, it's going to be really good for the story. And I think it was. It was. Because it was the first time that Karina really took agency over Celine and was like, when I find them. Yeah. It is on site. And spoilers, because I know she's not going to listen to it things are going to come back with one or more of those characters that stole that boat. Incredible. I'm really, I've, I've plotted it out in my head and that's things that have happened in, in season one of this campaign are cause Karina was like, cause when we talked about, there's a Barovia campaign that we thought about running. There's a Feywild wild campaign, just full on outright Fey shit. Incredible. That I thought about running, um, which is very like infant in my brain. But I was like, because Karina's reading these um, fairy books mm-hmm. right now and everything. Um, and she's real into them. And they're like high fantasy. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah. So like I can tell a difference in the way she's been playing. Oh, yeah. Like from she was like, I want to jump and run off and click off this thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you I know you read that in your books. Well, I think that's so interesting. That was very interesting to me. The And you said it today after we recorded our exposition episode where you were like, you're so comfortable with these characters. Like everything felt really good yeah. about it. And I think that's that was half of it. We just got more and more comfortable as we went on. And also, Karina's been reading these fantasy stories. I've been consuming... Dimension 20. So, I mean, between one week and the next, I came back and I was like, you have the help action. We have advantage. Like, the worst of, like, the more we played, I was like, oh, there's all this stuff we can do Mm -hmm. to really just, like, annihilate some people in our way. Yeah. And we have, we just weren't doing it because we didn't know. And I think another, another thing that's interesting to me is we, there was very, Celine was a very gruff character, is a gruff character. And I always, it was very funny to me that it was a very much like 
see like a pacifier situation of like there's this pirate who's been alive for a couple hundred years and a 12 year old Mm -hmm. and they're on an adventure together now it yeah and i always wanted to be like i wanted it to be organic organic and i never talked to karina about it but i was like i want them to be friends by the end of it i don't want I want Celine to do things for Thalia because she cares about her, not because she is a 12-year-old that she feels like she has to protect, which was what it started off as. Yeah. Like, she told me, I will get you to the city, and then that's it. And I think, Which is such a good, like... Oh, it is. Such a good, like, opening thing. It's, it, it's one of my favorite tropes. And I, I hate listening to like other dungeon masters. I try to steer away from tropes. I'm like, fucking lean, fun. lean into that shit because it is the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. It yes. is, um, I think he's called the Mountain or whatever he is in oh, Game yeah, of and Thrones and Arya. Uh, yeah, yeah. Her and him. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite tropes. Just like big dude, like little thing to protect. Yeah. And like, Karina's like, I'll get you to the city. And that's as far as we'll go. Yeah, I think we even had a battle once where she was like, don't die. And it was very like blunt. She's like, if we both walk out, that's cool. If we don't, I'll make it. Like, I loved Cause, it. Because the dynamic started off, you were level one, she was level five. Yeah. It was, she could take a hit. And I could not fine. Yeah. Cause if you look at like the, the breakdown of levels, it's like level one through three, like you fight goblins like here and there. Yeah. Maybe a Kuatoa. Like you take on like very small, like, you know, it's like, Oh no, the big problem we're facing is the bandit Lord is doing thievery level five. You're like, actually like a couple of people know who you are you can go into a fight against a couple of um, monster monsters yeah. and like get scratched up, but like walk away. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if you die, you die by yeah. peace girl. And it was honest until I, I think the first time Celine was really like, Hey, like you did some shit was after the Skoga. Yeah. Like it was kind of like, Oh, Okay, you're not dead. Yeah. Well, and just about the dynamic between me and Celine, it was the the more comfortable we became, the easier it was. Karina had played a little bit of D&D, far more D&D than I had yeah. at the time. So she knew how to do it and I didn't. But the closest we ever came to like, I think one of the best RP moments that we had was together but apart when we were fighting in the Feywild. Mm-hmm. And we were, our characters were mad at each other. Me and Karina weren't. But like, in that moment, it's like, you lied. You knew I had this shit to go do. And if that had happened any earlier, I don't think it would have been handled as well as when we actually did it. Because the only reason... I mean, we weren't, we were still angry at each other until, so that was Treeman. Mm-hmm. That was that round. And then we were still mad at each other going into Bastion. Yeah. And the only thing, this was, it is my favorite role playing Karina did our entire campaign is when we were about to go into the 
Sunbury Orchard. Mm -hmm. And I knew my mom was there because you told me she was there. Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm sorry about everything, but I think my mom is, I like, we're so close to like getting what I need, but I wanted to make sure that our characters were okay. Cause I, I knew dominoes were going to start falling and I didn't want something to happen and us not have like addressed it. Yeah. And she literally didn't say anything. She just put her arm around my shoulder and we like walked through that portal together. And I was like, that that is that is the it happens in the trope with like the mountain and like the little one. Mm-hmm. It's a moment of like we're equals now and you step into it. Yeah. It she she likes to say she she likes to say. She likes to say she's not good at improv and she's not good at role play, but so many times in like the last Eight sessions, mm-hmm. I've gotten to sit back and just watch you two like play with each other. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. Like during the session today, like it was so good. I I was so nervous about it because originally I had not I hadn't written it out, but I had thought about like, oh, if Thalia speech speaks at this funeral, whoever it's about. This is what she's going to say. And then going into it, I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. I We hadn't really decided on like what time jump we were doing, whether it was the next day or a week after. And I knew me and Karina were going to say goodbye to each other. And we hadn't talked about it, me and her. And then right as you were, you were, I think you went outside for a second and Karina was like, I can't believe, she's like, I know we have to do this, but like, I can't believe we're not fighting anything today. And it was, she wasn't like upset or anything. I was like, I think it's going to be really cool, like session though. And then I was so nervous the entire time of like, when do I tell Celine by what, like, what conversations do we have? And I didn't want to do, I knew I had to get her the solo mic back. I knew there were like things we had to do like the funeral and like saying goodbye. And I, you knew I had something to give her. And I was like, I don't want to do it all at once. I don't want it to be like this cluster of like word vomit of like, Oh, you've done so much for me. Thank you so much. Here's this thing. Also, here's this thing I borrowed from you. And like, also goodbye. Good luck. Like, so I was really nervous about that. I cannot, I love that she put the flowers around my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I, I had a couple of little things written out. The things that I had written out that I wrote them out like a month and a half ago, two months ago, where I was like a week long time lapse between the two, like between the death and like the actual like ceremony. And there'll be hundreds of people there. Mm-hmm. And like, the the rest of the original adventuring party will show up. I thought they were gonna come, and there will be a whole there will be a statue like somebody will have, like druid crafted like a a stone statue of your dad and the thing. And then when I was looking it over this morning before like sitting down to record and everything, I was just like, it's it's it, it's literally like three sentences is what I like just kind of like jotted down. Yeah, I went nope. I'm just gonna sit down and see what happens. Yeah, and I. I I really like that. I mean, you kind of gave me the reins on that, which I enjoy. And I'm 
kind of glad that it was more of a montage moment than it was like, thank you all for being here today. Yeah. Like thing where it was just, I liked keeping it vague so that we could just kind of create what we needed to like in our own head. Yeah. For what it was. And I knew I wanted Strawbeard to say something just because he was a cleric and he was like very good to us during the time we were together. Yeah. And the more I thought, I I thought for sure that his adventuring party was going to come. Um, I, I'm kind of glad it was just what the five of us in the, in the small town of like maybe 30 people. Maybe. Yeah. And I was just like, that's kind of the life. My family, my parents, Thalia's parents decided to lead. It wasn't yeah. like this heroes. It was a hero's ending for him, but it wasn't like throughout the world. They will know that Thorin fell today. Yeah. I, I, it, it just made sense to me. And I think I even said it in the stream. I was just like, it was just quiet resort reserved and just calm. Yeah. Just like him. Like in it, I didn't want your mom to make like a giant tree for him. I wanted her to the start something, start something that like she could watch and enjoy grow. I knew I ended up using this phrase differently in the epilogue today, but for the longest time I knew we had talked about it forever. I was like, I know there's going to be a funeral Mm -hmm. and to me, I was like, I don't want them to see Thalia how she's been because she's gone on this adventure and because she's lost somebody and because it is a very traumatic thing she's going through. And that is why I wanted to make sure everybody was there. And I was like, yeah, she's worn like these like green clothes and like her hair has been tight and stuff. And I was like, I just wanted her to be... I, for the like the first time, I wanted Celine to just see her like as a little girl. Like yeah. she is like she can't be anything other than that at that moment. I think it read. Yeah, I it read to me. Yeah, um, and the point got across. I, I, I wanted this session to just kind of be like because I knew it was like thing things are done. This isn't this isn't my. It was almost like it wasn't my session to run. Mm-hmm. I was just facilitating, like, making sure that the other aspects of the story got, like, pointed out. Mm-hmm. So I really tried to leave it up to you. Because, I mean, this is your epilogue. Yeah. I really would have... I didn't ask for this. And I kind of told you today, I was like, I didn't really want to talk to my mom. Because I, I didn't feel like it was, like, warranted. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen a scene with Amara pulling Selena aside and talking to her. Like, just the two of them. That would have been nice. And just, yeah. to, just like, hey, thank you. Like, you took care of, like, her when I couldn't. Um, and, and it may have happened. You know, yeah. it, it's... When you deal with, like, a montage session like that, mm-hmm. you know, it... There was a lot of time that they were there and there were quiet moments. So it could have happened. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, you know, it's 
Because I, I really feel like, for the most part, with the exception of the brief moment with Celine talking to Matthew in the morning, everything else was Thalia's perspective. Yeah. So it could have happened. You know, it, it really was just kind of like following Thalia around on her, like, last day in the campaign. Yeah. Um. But I didn't... Having been in that funeral place personally before, mm-hmm. a lot of times there isn't a lot of talking with your parents. Yeah. And I saved it for the... Because I, I had you guys roll, and I was like, I'll have them roll, and we'll see how this plays out. Because when we did that, I really... We'll see if these numbers have a chance to come up. And Matthew walked away and did the th- the the fireball up in the air and everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Here we go, the last little like beats." Because I was like, the only thing that I really had, I really wanted to do, was I really wanted to because I mean, your whole, pardon me, your whole intent with Thalia is to come back in another game later on down the road. Yeah. And bring her back, but older. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to much kind of like much like with like movies and whatnot that like when they end, they like, you know, Legally Blonde does it and all these movies do it where it's like, this is what happened to these characters yeah. at the end. I wanted to plug in a seed. Hilarious. For like what Thalia was eventually going to go do with her mom and maybe josephine yeah um because like it it's this and i told you i could tell you more about it if you wanted to hear like kind of like yes absolutely because i have questions <laughs> oh about like what so this this is what i kind of see in my head as the adventure that that will be pre in between what's what just happened and thalia coming back y- yeah okay i see like them like rebuilding like your your village a little bit just like take not rebuilding and nothing got destroyed yeah. but just like having actual downtime rebuilding yourselves mm-hmm. fixing up you know maybe making like an altar out in the forest for like your dad and everything your mother and Josephine like really talking um and I I see it just kind of like we have to find like soil, like a specific kind of like soil to grow. And it requires like a trip to city Quinn, which is the capital of the Quinn empire that like your, your little village takes place in. So you go to the city with like your mom and your aunt and like the three of you, like you get to see your mom, like get recognized by people Mm -hmm. and, and everything like that and whatnot. And like, there's, libraries you go into there's you know in some intrigue or whatnot in the city and then it's off to this um volcanic like island for like this very special soil Mm -hmm. and like you get there and there's some type of like hullabaloo going on with the island and you you spend a lot of time there dealing with it but you do get the soil and like you bring it back, and then there's a lot of time spent in the Fey Wild, and your mom like builds a portal between the Sunberries and your village. So you and your mom like almost it's almost like um 
the end of Frozen 2 where Elsa like stays. Yeah. Josephine is Elsa. <clears throat> kind of like this is Josephine's opportunity to like show because she lived in the shadow fell. This is her return to this is her redemption arc. Yeah. It's, it's really the stuff that we wouldn't see. Right. Um, and she gets a chance to grow the sunberries and then you just go spend time with your mom. Yeah. And the village and it's calm and it's peaceful and strawbeard's there. And you know, he does. Oh my God. I love because me and Karina had fought quote unquote off screen about like, we joked about it the other day, like, oh, we have to go through the divorce. We have to, like, divide everything. She has wolf teeth that I collected. I better get those back. <laughs> so, um, and a piece of marble somewhere. <laughs> that might be in my pocket. But, um, what? I, you never, we never got into what that was. No, we didn't. And I'm about to ask. I have, okay. like, three main questions. So my question is, my three questions are, was there really a Shanti? Or, I'm sorry, more specifically, is there a goddess of spring? Not anymore. She died. So, okay. Because my whole plan, one of, I think I kind of ran this idea by you, was like, me losing my mom, but like, because I thought Shanti was just goddess of spring. Like, the, the turn to goddess of darkness was a surprise. But I thought it was, we, like, the goddess of spring has gone off the rails. We have to kill her. My mom is going to take up her mantle. Which would have, like, finding out my grandmother was an arch fae would have, like, leaned into that. Mm -hmm. Made it make sense. And been like, I might not see my mom all the time. And in that way, I do lose her. Mm -hmm. But she's not dead. Yeah. So there is no goddess of spring. So... I, I don't know if we got into it much, but in in the mythos of like gods and in my world and everything, there's this thing called the great dance. And it's when mm -hmm. all of these gods fought one another. Shanti, who she was, died mm -hmm. during that. And there were a few people in the world who worshipped her. And what happened was looking this essence of darkness that existed in the shadow fell felt the death of a God and went, there is a void to fill. Gotcha. And through whispers and darkness and touching out beyond the shadows was able to kind of keep herself alive. Kind of like I'm Shanti. And over time, the more people she spoke to and touched and whatnot, she was able to manifest a physical form that appeared like Shanti. Gotcha. And that's who you spoke to when you were initially, because she could give powers. Yeah. You know, and she could she could give out magic and whatnot. But that that's really the what was happening with that. Yeah. Okay. We talked about. I want to know what would have taken Thalia's power away because you were like. I have this idea, you might not work, and I was like, if it happens, if I make the choices organically that leads me there, I'm kind of okay with that. The moment I said it, I hated it. The moment, okay, cool. I, the moment I said it out loud, I never, like, it's, I I sometimes, like, test things, like, I verbalize them, too. It's yeah. like, hey, because I never, I, 
I, and I've done it before, and I, I hate it when it does happen. I hate accidentally taking away agency. Yeah. And this is a, a big thing that does happen in D&D games a lot. Mm-hmm. Where someone will piss off a patron, piss off a god, and they will lose their magic for a couple of sessions. Like uh, Pike. Yeah. In, in, and I, it was kind of an idea that I was brainstorming is like, Sean, like your mom wouldn't lose her powers because she had become so beyond powerful. Mm-hmm. Like by level 15, like you're pretty fucking like an, on another level. Mm-hmm. But for you, like your magic was coming from, albeit twisted, a a goddess of spring and dreams and darkness, and it it, yeah. all, it all flowed together. <clears throat> I toyed with the idea of like, by the end of it, like when after fighting Josephine, Shanti was like, "Oh, you don't have those anymore," and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, no, it it was a." Story-wise, if it wasn't bump 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 like as quickly as it was, yeah, it might have worked in a way that if we had time to like go and like train her to get them back or something, or or for some some another story beat to happen for Thalia to like manifest power within herself or something like that but i was just like the moment like i voiced it like the idea of you losing powers yeah it was like there's no time for it and i actually kind of hate it for this character i so it it was kind of washed off but i couldn't say it to you that i had washed it away because it i would have i didn't want to have to explain anything more. sure i saw it as my rationalization for it, because you weren't able to go into detail about it, was we're fighting X person, Shanti. At the time, it was just Shanti. And I use, like, an absorbent amount of, like, magic that I don't know how to... Like, probably, like, accessing Solomite and, like, using magic beyond the means of what yeah. I truly had at the time to, like, save somebody... And in that sense, it was like, you are level one again. And at the time, I was like level seven. So I was like, that kind of makes sense. Like, you know, I hadn't really progressed to the level I was. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I I guess. And then like, yeah, that makes good reason for her to like stay home. And like, yeah, she'll have to like relearn all that stuff. And, and but... that, that was a point of it too. It was like, it, it adds to the like, I can go be a kid again. Yeah. But by the end of it, I was like, I don't. I don't, I, it, it felt cheap. Yeah. Cheap storytelling. And I was like, I don't want to do cheap. Well, and I think, I mean, to me, I never brought this up. It was in my backstory, but I like never brought it up. But I was like, wow, Thalia is getting really, really strong really quickly. Cause like it's been a month or like two months by the time it was all said and done. I think the, four it's months, the scope of four months, four months. Still a very short time to get to level 10 from yeah, level, from level one. 1. Yeah. But I remember in my backstory, I was like, Thalia is like a druid, like, prodigy. Yeah. So, like, I was like, okay, like, all that rationalizes to me. And then you were like, I may take, not, you know, quote unquote, I, take I, your powers away. I was away. contemplating taking, like, dropping you down to level five. As well. Oh, see? Yeah. I, I, it, 
it was never too much, but like the it was just a. And I, I had fully rationalized it. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I I run things by because I'm like I don't want to like do something and then fuck up. Sure. You know? So it's like I want to make sure that if I do something, it's if okay. it had been my my only fear, and because we couldn't talk about it, I couldn't say it to you was. I've taken your powers away. Go fight the final boss. And I was like, oh, that was my big fear of like not being able to be helpful. Right. And I was like, uh, we, everybody else is so high. I'm like, I don't want to take that away. Yeah. Um, Really quickly. So we don't, we don't lose that. The little block of marble. Yeah. That was, that was the, my next that question. That was in the bag from the dwarf on Island Murricane. Which has not been posted. <laughs> it hasn't because it's lost. No. It got deleted. Yeah. So that's weeping, like, crying, throwing up, vomiting. True, truly. Um, that time to stand. Yeah, fuck off, watch me. Um, that is a god uh, bullet. <laughs> no, it, it is a dead mimic. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. The moment it was in there, um, because mimics themselves are just like little, like gray, like cubes of just like ever moving like energy but like if they go too long they just die and turn into little like blocks like marble looking shit Mm -hmm. so like it worked that it was like is this solomite it's like no but had like had you taken it to like somebody or like gone to an island like pulled it out and chose like oh this is just the dead mimic now can Thalia still have her cursed dagger I still have it. I'm just telling you, I still have it. We gotta break that curse. <laughs> I it there was there was originally going to be, and I can talk. I have to tell you my idea. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There originally. Uh huh. If it what, had not been a speed campaign through me and Karina, to the original plot of the movie <laughs> is this show about us? The original plot of the movie. Um, which I can talk about it here because I'm not gonna bring it back up. Yeah, it it the old the the deep one storyline is just dead. Sure, it's it's done. Um, because when I ran a home game three years ago, now I had originally had planned for. I always try to have like a couple of different big bad like yeah stories kind of running at the same time. That way, it's like whatever one piques the party's interest will go with. Sure. Because I don't want it to be... This is the only one you can go do. Yeah, this is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, Which I hope that this story never felt like it was. No, we had Josephine. We had... I mean, for a point... If we had stayed on Murricane, we could have had the Harpies. Um, Yeah. We never addressed that. We had uh, Captain Bell. We had the Deep One, which we chose not to go do. And we have um, Captain Bobrick. Yeah, it the the moment you told me that the deep one storyline did not interest you at all, I was like, get it gone. I really just wanted the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> the deep one is an aboleth. Mm-hmm. It's this like, do you know what they are? Giant monster. No idea. Uh, it is Eldritch a, being. Uh, kind of sure. It is. It's from the same like plane of existence as like beholders okay. and um mind flares and stuff like that. They live underwater. They're telekinetic. They are giant 
scary ass white squid things mm-hmm. um that like control um all of, like the little fish people that you guys fought mm-hmm. um those are kuatoa yeah and they were all all the things with like red eyes all the stuff that happened pre-stream were all under its control like i was leaning heavy into like there's a problem like yeah i was like even like um the captain of the original ship died from oh. from sh- complications from that stuff that Lamara and Tobias were just being quiet about. Like, he died by Split Rock. Gotcha. So, like, all this stuff was happening with that. Um, I was, like, trying to, like, lead in, like, little bits and clues. So it's like, I want there to be, like, a bad thing happening that you two fixed while also trying to solve your own problems. Yeah. But, like, it just never threaded that way and you guys were just like that shit's happening in the caribbean we're going up to newfoundland yeah which is exactly what happened you you talked you talked about oh i have a way to like kind of wrap that up if you want it wrapped up or or you were like i can i can ignore it like we can just you know go about the the campaign and i was like if you give us like one more interaction with them i have i had an idea what was it my idea (laughs) Was delusion, by the way, was to find another, somehow find another group of like chanting people. Yeah. With their own dagger. Yeah. And with the overwatch of Celine and Matthew, and probably Strawbeard at that point, walk into the room with my dagger chanting. Like Zazaron, and be like, we yeah, like yay, we got it, and then like stab the person in the neck and take their dagger before they can break the seal. I was re- I was fully ready to like try to like cartoon like yeah dance my way to the front of the cult. When I tell you <laughs> that when Captain Bell, because Captain Bell, all that shit's pre-stream. Yeah, when he revealed himself as like when the Mister Handman. Which was the worst name I could possibly hand on, on, hand man hand man hand man <laughs> hand, hand man revealed himself as Captain Bell. I was like, that's a good thing. Like that, that's good. And then like you pulled the dagger out, and he was like, another one. I was like, why am I saying that? I've already got three. Why am I saying that? I. It was the worst. I was like, fuck, Dylan. Why are you? Why are you doing this? This guy don't have shit. No. Okay. Because my my idea for Thalia in between now and and then or then and what will be whatever is she goes back to the city and just obliterates that man and takes his dagger so she can always know if like she can be like the stopper of that and be like i I will have them with me if somebody comes i will stop them I love that as a secondary storyline after you take care of like getting Josephine to be the arch fae yeah. of, of the Sunberries. So Athalia at like 15 is just like, all right, mom, uh, I got some things to go do. I'll be I'll back be- in four days. Yeah. Give me four days. A day to get there. A day to scope it out. A day to kill him. Yeah. Day get of some, rest. Get some muffins. Absolutely. And come home. Listen, because my... <laughs> Because if you, like, if that was, like, okay, I want her, because I would love, in my dream, in my dream, is for Celine to still be alive when Thalia is old enough and have, like, one more adventure 
with her. But, like, Thalia comes back fully, like, in her prime, like, with a sash of the daggers, like, across her chest. Heavy metal. I hope it happens. <laughs> Me too. Um, no, I, I really, in the beginning, like, the first, like, several sessions, like, I didn't, I was so nervous, because I, it was one of those. Because my squirrel plan worked, and you were so afraid of me. <laughs> fucking squirrels. No, it, I was so nervous starting this game, because you had no real experience with D&D. Karina had experience, but it never, like, had a game. You live with us. Karina lives with me. Like, we, like, I was like, this is a game that I don't see not working. Yeah. I was like, this is a, this is a game that I can honestly see. And I knew in my head and my heart that I was like, this will be a game that gets finished which is i've told you so many times is so fucking rare i cried making a tiktok about it today yes yeah it so rarely happens and people won't admit it but like so many games so many like dreams you have for your characters just kind of like stop yeah and you just stop meeting up with your friends and then like eight months later you're like well let's just start a new game like it's no. so it's so rare that you have a game that you take a character and you go, okay, baby, let's take you all the way. Yeah. And you get there. And I was so fucking nervous. And I tried not to show up, but I was like, I want this to be good. Yeah. And fun and serious and real. And I want like everybody to be vested. And, like, at the beginning, like, Karina was like, yeah, D&D. But I, I really feel like by the end of it, she was, like, in it to win it. Yeah. Um, I just hope that, like, I think I said, like, the whole time, I was like, I just want to do something honest. Yeah. And, like... It really did turn out that way. I... I was... It, it took me a second to get, like, the role-playing and... Because I have a weird time of like, yes, I like improv, but I was just like, oh, there have to be like some vulnerable moments and like some open moments. And that really like, it it scares me to be that way. Mm -hmm. And so when those moments came up, I'm like, I need to say this and it makes sense to say it. But it's also like, it it didn't give me like anxiety to say it, but I was like, I'm going to say, I'm so afraid of like, being made fun of about it. And not by, like, you guys, just, like, of anybody. And so I was like, oh, I hope they don't think that th what I think is a very serious thing to say is, like, silly and they, like, laugh at it. You know? From behind the screen, trying to be the... In all the games I run, it's... That's the tightrope I walk all the time. Uh -huh. It's like... I have to be the moderator the NPCs, the force that pushes the game forward. Yeah. And at times it's like, everybody's giggling, but like, I now have to go do the serious thing. And like, is this just good? And sometimes, a lot of times, like it's not met well. And I'm yeah. like, fuck that missed its mark. But like, I get it. It, it's, it is weird. I felt that way really when I talked to my dad in the dream, because you said something and 
you were like, this is my favorite. You said, this is my favorite memory that I have. And I was trying so hard not to cry. Like, like, just like out loud, just like really just letting go cry because it was, the whole session was very cathartic and, and very nice. And it was because we had made it to the end. And I think that was, you, you said you were afraid of like not finishing, but it got to the point where I was like, if I don't finish this story, I am going to be upset because I have to know what happens. I have to. And I didn't want to just sit there and talk to you about it in the kitchen. I wanted it to play out. I didn't want to be like, well, this is what I would do if you gave me this. Oh, is that what would happen if I told you this? Like, I wanted it, it to play. It's such a cool... Role-playing games like this are so... Because you can sit and you can talk in the kitchen until 2 o'clock in the morning with a beer in your hand. You can talk that shit to your blue in the face. But, like, at the end of the day, until everybody sits down at the table and the D20s are rolling... The story's not real yet. Yeah. And, like, it just, it takes its shape as everybody is working together. And, like, during that last session, it, it's, it's like, the last 10 sessions have been so fucking immersive. Mm -hmm. Like, but really today, like I said, like, I really... I wasn't even really a dungeon master for this session. Like I took the screen down yeah. and I just was just making sure at its core, we flowed the story. And I like, I wasn't even, I, this sounds so artsy fartsy and goofy and shit, mm -hmm. but like, I really was in the village like with the moments happening. No, I feel that. And I also like, it's, it's a problem I have with like theater professors, but you, and I think it's because all three of us are so close that there's not really anything we can say at that table that like either gets taken like truly personally or like, unless you take somebody's boat um, or, or that we can't, we can't trust each other over. And I yeah. think today there was such a delicate hand by you to let us say the things we needed to say, to let us have the moments that we both wanted, but also like at the end of it, be like, are you sure there's nothing else before? Like we kind of like jump back to this other thing, which I really liked because I knew like, and it's so weird because we like, it's real to me. Um, it is. Like, I, it was really hard for me to come to the table and be like, the first thing I want to do is go find Strawbeard. And like, that's, and I hadn't talked to you about that. I told you I wanted to go talk to him, but you didn't know why. And then I got there and we had a nice conversation and you, we had our goodbye and we had talked about like, we joked about splitting the things and I was so because me and Karina have fought about like I want barrel okay if you get barrel I get your hat like jokes yeah. and stuff about that but then it came down to like this party that we created and like these NPCs that we were like you don't get to take from us because we actually like them mm -hmm. we now have to we have to split up yeah, we have to. And so I was like, 
I don't want to just say that I get the puffins just because I'm the druid. And so I offered one, if not all of them to Karina and Karina was like, no. And one of my favorite moments from today is when Strawbeard walked up to Karina and you gave her the choice to, it wasn't him. It wasn't me. It was Karina's choice to let him stay. I loved it. Yeah. I, it, he was, I mean, he was on her ship. Yeah. She was his captain. And he is an old sea dog. And it, not to toot my own horn, but that was like, as that conversation was dying down, I was like, I knew I wanted Strawbeard to stay. I The moment like Stra- like you walked away from Starbeard at the beginning of the session and he turned around and looked at the empty house and went, hmm. Yeah. But that was the signifier to the whole table. Like, Strawbeard is staying. Yeah. Like, he's staying. And I was just like, what would an old sea dog, like, say to their captain? He's like, oh, permission to, like, stay here. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I... Strawbeard has been one of the... I... Both Strawbeard and Matthew. Matthew has been... both, both Matthew was you playing this game with us. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew's been me the whole time in a very backseat kind of way just Matthew was Dylan yeah just very reserved there for only when you really needed another player at the table because mm-hmm. I never want DM NPCs to take agency over every once in a while Matthew'd be like hey I have a thing I want to do and those are only moments where there was like we don't know what we're doing. Matthew's like, I have a thing that can get us to a narrative point. Yeah. I need Siren's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, I was playing honestly Which today. literally, I think, is the only time I ever pulled that card. Yeah. We we had the thing to like, hey, if you help me go get this dagger, we'll, I'll get you into the party. And then the Siren's hair. Yeah. Which... Gang, gang. Which literally, those are like the fir- that was the first like ten sessions of the game. Yeah. So it's very much so like within those levels, it's like a lot of time NPCs are the people that are pushing you to do things. Yeah. Well, I was just I today today was so it was hard but very easy, but like playing honestly, I was just like. Thalia doesn't want to say her dad's name right now. Yeah. She doesn't want to summon Beryl. But as I love the moment in between Selene and Beryl, and what I love the most about it is that Thalia was not there when it happened. She was off getting something. Yeah. It It's just wild what this game is. Because, like, with Strawbeard, I never intended him. He was a... Random NPC. Truly random. In a... in Solely the reason he was in that bar was Critical Role had a turtle. And I was like, turtles are cool. Like, yes, he, they just are. this salty, piratey, like, navigator for, like, their ship and everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh, Critical Role had one. It's by water, base of water and everything. And y'all just, like, talked to him a little extra. And I went, okay. 
he is also on this ship of like, he's also, because y'all didn't. The recording of me losing my mind finding out he was on that ship. Chef's kiss. Because I was like, oh yeah, Strawbeard's there and then Tobias and Lamara and then ben. like uh, Captain Carter or no, whatever the dude's name was that like the dead captain. Yeah. Um, that Celine knew. Yeah. Um, so like opening up his thing and like he was dead inside and everything. I was like, ah, cool. Um, but Strawbeard was the first NPC that I've ever ran that had backstory that people were interested in carried through literally an entire game. We prolonged things to make sure he could be there. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew originally in, sucked. In, no. <laughs> He's great. In, in my head canon, I wanted Matthew gone after Four Towers. I wanted okay. him to get to Fort Kent and be like, hey, this has been rad. No. But like, I do have stuff I have to go do. And that like, fucking sucks, Matthew. You're with us right now. I, because at the time with like the online game, like I had intended for them to go into the Longtooth Mountains. And I really wanted to have a crossover moment where Matthew met the online game. Mm hmm. And, like, it would have just been a session and, like, Matthew was doing something. Because I had this whole idea that, like, Matthew read about something inside Carter Penn's little yeah. thing. I was like, oh, there's a thing in this place and I want to go get it. Yeah. Um. But, you know, Matthew, or Strawbeard was definitely a delight to run. And I wanted him to kind of fill that. As, like, literally, as you started talking to Strawbeard, like, on the ride out to Murakame, I was like, oh, here's our stand-in father figure for Thalia. Yeah. Even though it was never said, never brought up, never mentioned, I was like, Strawbeard is the dad of this party. Yes. I think if we, if I don't actively go find Celine as Thalia... Literally, the next correspondence will be. Oh, what's that? I'm just. Oh, I'm just hitting my hands. Sorry. Oh. I, I realized I was timed out. Oh. Hands. Uh, oh. will be like me contacting her some way about him dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in her dream or something. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful little thing. Fantastic. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, this this has been an absolute fucking delight. I can't wait to meet your new character mm -hmm. and get into whatever that's going to be. If you thought Th Thalia was unhinged, the new character in Selene is going to be crazy. Because we've already established that they, they've known each other, they've adventured together. Yes. So there's going to be like no like awkward... I. I have ideas in my head about the meat cute for them. Yeah. But want to know about the character and like what your thoughts are off this recording yeah. and everything. But Lord, but yeah. it was beautiful. I loved it. Any other questions about anything that happened in the game? Uh, why didn't Beryl get a gun? Next question. <laughs> why didn't Thalia get a gun? We all know the answer to that. There's only one gun in this entire 
campaign setting. Oh, and I'm going to find it. And, and, and Nick has it. And right now it's in hell. And right now it is in hell. You think I won't go to hell to find it? I got fireball on myself. <laughs> anyway. No, it was beautiful. I cannot wait to re-listen to it. It's going to be a mess. Oh, I'll cry. I know it. But thank you. Thank you for this. This this has been... This is mortem. This is... Uh, yeah. Nice little... I, I've always seen like other like sh- like games like online like do this. I was like, oh yeah, no, this will be fun. This will be good. Kind of like just yeah. Did I answer any of your questions? Yeah, I I look I I'm very happy that we ended a a campaign because I I really do feel like this was a campaign. Mm-hmm. This was a whole encapsulated story, and what we're going to do with Celine. And your new character will be its whole own thing as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. Me too. Well, thank you for listening, Nathan and Dylan. Thank you. I'll see you handsome boys later. Bye.